As women, we share some of the same personal traits, such as empathy and strength. Women of reflection, all women are unified as warriors. We celebrate, embrace a sisterhood of strong, divine women. We are warriors. Hey, warriors, we are getting really, really close to the end of our 31-day personal growth challenge. And today's topic is self-worth. So before we start, I would like to begin with our warrior prayer. So near and far, join us. Heavenly Father, in this week of self-worth, I ask that you go straight to the hearts and minds of our listeners. Touch them, Lord, through this podcast letting them see their reflection through our words. Allow us to sit and identify the hole or emptiness in us. We must fix our voids, Lord. Teach us to sit quiet with ourselves and acknowledge the emptiness in our hearts. It's not easy and it's not a comfortable process, Lord, but we come to you because it's important, God. We trust that you will restore our self-esteem and self-compassion and build self-worth. Amen. So warriors, today's topic is self-worth and we are talking about filling the void versus fixing the void. I have a guest co-host and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her before we start. So today's guest co-host is Satisha. She is always striving for success. She is a great mom to her handsome and super smart son, Royce. She is a supportive friend, and this year, she will graduate as a pediatrician. Having her son at a young age didn't stop her ambition for school. Royce has always been her greatest motivation. She is a self-taught stylist who has been doing nails and hair, and she now has her own business, Everyone's Nail Tech, as a traveling nail tech. She enjoys modeling and working out. It's really important, Warriors, to have a sisterhood that encourages your personal growth. Satricia is more than just a friend. She is my sister at heart, my shoulder to lean on when I'm down, my constant reminder that no matter what, it will always get better. Warriors, get you a friend like my guest co-host and welcome Satricia. Hi, Warriors. I, it's an honor to be on Chevy's show. I'm ready. In episode eight, we're going to discuss Filling the void versus fixing the void. And this is for our 31-day winter personal growth challenge. And we're going to just jump right in about self-worth. And fixing the void and filling the void is a lot when it comes to our self-worth. You agree? Totally agree with that. Um, Identifying the void, like you said before, is definitely where we should start. Finding what's wrong, what you need to fix so that you can feel like you. Yes. So let's talk about identifying the void. So in order to identify it, you have to know what it is. And when you have a void, you fill it with things that whatever it is that makes you feel whole within yourself. The only way to feel better is to deal with the void. You can't carry it in your heart, in your soul. You always have that missing, broken emptiness if you just keep carrying it without fixing it. And that's my opinion. What do you think, sis? Dressing it up and 
putting on makeup, buying new clothes, smelling good, like all of that doesn't really help if inside of you is just dark and lonely. And I think that's what it is. Like sometimes you can put on a smile, but you'll feel like terrible on the inside. And that's where you find that void and figure out what it is that's not making you smile and shine like you should. Yes. So I'm going to tell the warriors, let's define what a void is. And for those of you who don't know, um, a void is to replace someone or something that is absent or missing. And I think just as human beings, we all experience that someone or something that is absent. And if you don't deal with it correctly, it becomes a void. If you don't acknowledge that it's a void, it will stay a void. I'm going to share a little story about me. I lived in my beautiful home in New York, and I was going through a lot in my relationship, a lot in my family life, and I would shop constantly. Me and my mom would joke all the time because she would say I have a shopping demon. And if my girls out there can relate, that that demon, ooh, Jesus, (laughs) it's no joke. So... I would go into the stores and buy all the clothes. And mind you, my closet is full. All the shoes, because each outfit has to have a matching shoes. Everything you could think of. And I would still feel empty. And when my closet was so full that I knew I didn't need clothes, I moved on to something else. So, okay, my house needs this. I got a new dining room set. I got my 65-inch TV. I just kept buying things to fill my void because I couldn't deal with the uncomfortable feeling of having that emptiness. So I shopped to replace it, and I bought things to replace it, and I wanted my home to give me what I was missing And still, I was empty. Can you relate to that? I can. And actually, as you're describing that, I thought of, like, I was shopping with my brother. And after I shopped, like, I would get it. And I'm at the register. And I'm all like, yeah, yeah, I want this. I want this. So I would buy something. And he's like, why every time you buy it, you're just mad? Like, my face at the register, I would just lose all my happiness and my joy. And it's not like I was spending the last and him saying that. And that was years ago, but it always stuck with me. And it was like, that's when I realized I'm like, you know, that's that sometimes somebody else points out your void. Like, wait, why do you feel so good shopping? But as you buy it, you have it now. You're just empty still. And I couldn't understand, but I used to feel so upset, like handing the money, like, all right, here, whatever. (laughs) Like you didn't give me what I needed even though I picked everything on this register. So I can definitely relate. I love shopping only when I'm in a bad mood. And that's the other thing, because I don't like to shop. <laughs> I'm one of those rare women that I, I don't like. It's too much work. It's too many choices. But in, in a bad mood, I am there clicking, put it in my cart put in my cart so what do you think it makes you feel in a bad mood so because if you buy it what do you think the feeling that it's replacing it with so I'm in a bad mood so I'm going shopping and now that replaces my bad mood to what I think having something new or waiting for something that anticipation of like oh I didn't I never had this before I can wear it new I think it's it, it does go along with that putting on makeup and putting on new clothes like you feel like it's going to add something to you but that's when you have to look into yourself like, no, it's something I need to add into me, like character wise or like feeling wise and loving myself. Like it's not just dressing up. So I think that's what it was. Like it makes me feel good. Like, oh, a new package is coming or. You mentioned makeup. And that reminds me about a time when 
Okay, so growing up, I was not the makeup girl. And I had a friend who always wanted to do my makeup. Like, let me do your makeup. Let me do your makeup. So I eventually got into makeup. Now, in my madness of filling the void, shopping didn't work, the, buying things for the home didn't work, I became a makeup like fanatic. I wanted every lip color, every, I was just like doing the most. But guess what? I would go out and people would tell me how gorgeous I look and I did not, I couldn't receive it. I was just like, what do they see? I know I did the makeup and I know my face is beat, but I still didn't feel good. So it made me really have to sit and wonder why was I putting so much cake and all of that stuff on my face when I still did not feel good. It's that cover up. And I think we get lost in that cover up if we're not paying attention, because even though it makes us feel good, it's like temporary. It's so temporary, that feeling of good. Like I walk out with my bags, but literally just like that, I'm in a bad mood again. Like it didn't work. So trying to figure out what it was and paying attention, because that's what it is. It's just paying attention to why you do certain things. Like I think that's how you identify a void. Like when you sit back and realize, okay, what led me here? You know, like my cart is full of 11 things, but what was I thinking about right before I started doing this? It wasn't something I needed. And and that's what it is too, it's just excess. So even with makeup, I used to put on my makeup too, but I'm like, I used to take it off and I'm like, oh my God, I hate the way I look. You know, we get caught up in that facade. Like, oh my God, I look so beautiful like this, but you still not happy, you know? So I stopped with that too. And eventually I just started trimming away all the fat. I love it. And that that goes into why it's important to fix, because fixing comes with identifying. Fixing is when you have to really face your void like a chick in the street, like whoever you're going to step to and be like, all right, what's the problem? OK, all right. I know the demon is telling me the shopping demon is telling me to go out there, go buy some shoes and buy this. But that does not help me feel better. So you really have to come face to face with yourself and say, what is it that's breaking me down? What is it that's making me feel empty? What's causing this? And really start fixing. You will leave yourself with 99 cents just to fill a void. You will give yourself the worst acne because you want to wear makeup every day just to fill a void. And I'm big on fixing because there's no way that you can spend life that way you miss out on so much when you're filling instead of fixing i totally agree with that so we need to definitely focus on fixing and i think another part that's hard is that we never feel like or know when we're wrong it's very hard for us to find that in ourselves so having someone that'll keep it real with you is important or even like the people around you, you can fill voids with people around you too with what oh, you yeah. around you I'll keep friends around me that are not going to tell me about myself. And guess what? I'm going to be filling a void and still void all my life. So having real rights, like, and I, I think friendship, I noticed what friendship was, or even just realness, because like my brother paying attention to me and identifying my shopping demon, like there's people that would just go with you and just, mm -hmm. oh yeah, get that, get that. You know, you don't need enablers when you're trying to fix a void. Like they'll be there for you to fill it and drinking, smoking, all of those things too, I think about um, as you're talking. And I'm like, there's moments where I get, I have to stop, you know, like, I'm like, wait, why am I going to do this? Why, you know, like, if I'm not drinking, because it's fun, and it's an occasion, then I'm drinking because something's wrong. So I like how you said that, because it reminds me of myself again, 
I would say for years, I filled my void through people and I did it directly and indirectly. And of course, the void inside was never filled. So it placed me in a situation where it forced me to realize that the void was an issue. And it left me frustrated and angry and depressed because having to face myself was too uncomfortable and scary to see who I really was and what my problems were. So that was my biggest identity disturbance, if you ever had that before. It was just like, whoa, it was deeper than that. It was a bunch of things. I didn't realize that I'm thinking my void was just that one person who I directly and indirectly expected them to do things, to give me things. And when they didn't, I was so frustrated. I was angry. I would get upset because I needed that to feel comfortable. I needed it to feel whole. And when it didn't happen, I would be upset not only with myself, but that person as well. And some of my relationships aren't repaired because of that. I couldn't even see it as a void. I just was like, oh, you're going to treat me like that? All right, fine. Don't talk to me no more. Right? (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Yes. I had to learn to have that healthy balance within myself so that I was able to feel good. And the balance didn't always feel good. It didn't start with just feeling great because you really have to take the time and take every negative root and replace it with the positive root. And that's something I'm so big on. And it doesn't happen overnight. I had to learn to be patient with myself. There were nights I cried. There were nights I had too much wine. There were nights I was still depressed and nights that I was angry. (laughs) I couldn't shop because I was broke, guys. (laughs) My cousin tells me, don't say broke. I was low on funds, okay? But I was low on funds. So I did everything that I could do in the home. I had to just sit with it and then take each root and replace it with the positive and understand where it was coming from for me to fix it. And I'm telling you today, listen, 2020, I feel lighter. I feel healthy. I have a balance with my children. I have a balance with my relationship. I have my balance in my spiritual life, in my mental life, in my emotional life. I'm just so balanced. I I lost about a good 50 pounds just on positivity. Like I'm there because I couldn't carry that anymore. Um, I love that you said it. Like listeners, be patient with yourself. Like That is so important. And I think that alone will just have you waking up and smiling at yourself. Like, listen, I'm not there yet, but I'm trying to be there. Like, and and being real, like you have to look in the mirror and say, I am not happy right now, but I'm going to be happy or I'm not full right now. I feel alone right now, but whether you believe in God or not, like I'm strong in that. Anybody comes to me, I'm like, listen, pray. Like, I know it sounds like I'm telling you nothing, but you have to get down on your knees and pray because even that like believing, like those are things that you can replace and help fix that void like they start to stitch it up real quick for you because you're you're believing in yourself you know like you believing in God you believe in yourself you know like he's in you and you're in him like just having those mindsets just lead you in a different path because it's hard and it takes a long time it's not easy like it's not but it's so worth it and then you do you glow better like I'm I'm talking to you I can hear like you can hear the difference in in conversation or just happiness like you can see smiles and just someone talking and I think that's important. Like people see you, they're like, oh my God, you look good. And you know, you didn't do anything different, but drop all of the negativity and just fix that void, not fill it. Like you said. So yes, 
I'm going to share something, an inside scoop on my sis, because let me tell you something. I am blessed to have people around me that in my time of need, when I don't see it, they can point it out. I remember coming to her and at the time she was doing her nails thing. And there was also another time where we took the kids on a play date into the park. Like, yeah, we did so much stuff. That's when outside was open. (laughs) Yes. Before COVID. And I was very like negative, like telling her, I don't know why this happened and this, 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 that, that. And you know what? She told me one thing, guys. She said, change the way you are seeing things. Everything in life happens for a reason. And in that time, I heard her, but I didn't hear her. And ooh, I'm getting Terry. I'm like, I remember that moment. That stuck to me because in my time, when she told me that, I didn't know that it was words of encouragement that I would need in my journey of fixing my void and letting go of the things that I felt like I needed because I was having that negative mind frame, that void mind frame that was telling me, you need this. And when I changed the way of how I view things, I was able to see things for what it really was. And like I said, because my void was people at the time, directly or indirectly, I couldn't see it as a void. I just saw it as a need. And when I had to sit face to face with that, it was scary, but I accepted, I moved on. And I thank you for that, sis, because it taught me so much. And now I learned that when you see things, we're so comfortable with just knowing the way it flows, knowing the way it is. Sometimes you got to just stop and sit and really just look at it from all angles to kind of see, is it positive enough for you or are you just being negative? Because that's what you are right now. It's heavy on mindset because like, I don't even know what exactly the quote is but it's just like when your loss is a lesson and like it's supposed to teach you something like just taking everything at that because God is he don't hate us like he's not about to just throw snowballs in our face like yeah take that Chevy take that so it's like you have to really take it like all right what are you trying to show me what are you trying to steer me towards and like you'll be surprised like you said it's just we're used to something going the way we want it to go all the time and when it switches up we're like uh oh my gosh but being able to bend, like, that's what positivity is. That's what, like you said, fixing the void. It's not, okay, you covered it up and you step your foot in there. You're sinking again. No, you fixed it and you're good. You could stand on there. You could jump on that. Like, you know, you're fine. Like yes. that thing that was shaking, you can't shake you no more because of your yeah. mindset. It's totally different. And I think that's a great place to start. And I always told people that like, um, personally me like I've been through so much and people would not even believe like they'll be like what how you're always smiling like tell you they say, and they'll say how that, are you standing yeah like what no girl I, like, like and I'll tell them and they'll be like you're lying what are you talking about uh-huh. like and I'm just like you you don't even know the half and that started me up too because I'm like am I covering it up is my smile fake but I would genuinely feel happy and it's just me knowing like all right tomorrow I'm gonna be good I really just started accepting that the strength that I get from whatever I'm going through is so much more like it's worth it. You know, I'm going to be stronger because let me tell you, life comes at you 2020. Who expected COVID? You know, RIP Kobe, RIP Pop Smoke. I have to. But, (laughs) you know, we lost that and we thought that, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? The world is in shambles. And then 
millions of other people lost their lives. Millions of other people continue to die. And even today, you know, but it's like, how would we have had the strength to deal with it if we haven't gone through anything, you know? And that's, that's what I always try to look at. Like, even when I have the worst of days, I'm just looking in the sky, like, okay, take a deep breath, you know, taking it in is important too. Like, I love that you said that. Like, even when I told you that sometimes we're not receptive to the answers that we need. Sometimes we hear something and we're like, all right, you know, but you feel how you feel and you can't change that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like being open to knowing that there is an answer, you know, and you can use that answer later and just apply it. And even being forceful, that's one thing when I talk to people, I listen to them. And you have to find people around you that'll listen to you. Yes. Because they're listening. They're not trying to tell you, oh, fix this. No, you need to change this. Do this instead of that. No, that that is not always the best. Like, especially for us, like we're too strong and independent to be here. And no, what you mean? Tell me what to do. I don't want to hear that. So yeah. it's like just having someone that's going to listen and see you for who you are and as you are. And like without judgment, all of that, because those people will make the biggest difference in your life, you know? And I'm thankful that I was that person for you. Like, I'm so honored. Like, every time you say, I, my heart blushes. I'm like, yes. oh my God. Yes. Oh my my, God. I get so teary-eyed because not even that, but she said the words and then she invited me to do a 21-day challenge with her. And that teared me apart through that challenge because I really wanted the results. Like, I wanted to do the work for better. It wasn't just about doing better, but for being better in that time. And it helped me. 21 days, I didn't care. I woke up. Um, my kids are early. They wake up early. Lord help me. But um, so I would get up at 6.30 or 6 and I would do whatever the assignment was to help repair and to really meditate because that's what it was about to help me really change some of my negative habits. And that alone teaches you um, structure. It gave me the balance, too, because I was up early. And that's something I would never do. Wake up early to give yourself that time to sit with yourself. And that quietness, because in the challenge, it tells you no noise. No one could be around. Like, you had to do it quiet. And normally, I'd be like, I'm going to do that. And I'm a single parent of three. But nope, I did it. And I was stuck to it. And it really worked. And it helped me learn to let my body lead sometimes. And that's something we don't do when we just keep going and trying to make ourselves feel good. Sometimes you got to just sit and let your body lead. Have you ever just woke up in the morning and allow your body to just lead you? We normally just pick up the phone and that's it. The challenge has taught me a lot and it trained me to find the balance within myself and allow my body to speak to me. Because in the challenge, it tells you like it plays the mantra and then you have to sit in a quiet place and you have to train yourself to like get up and you have to do it in a quiet area so that you can actually receive what it's trying to give you and every day with something positive. So in the time that she gave me the challenge to do I was facing the most and warriors you'll hear about that in another episode because that'll take about three episodes to explain I was facing the most and it helped me deal with every issue that was thrown at me enough for me to take my own life and in that time of need again and I won't get emotional here goes your friend just helping you not feel but fix 
because she knew that I can do it. And I didn't see that for myself at the time, but she knew what I was going through. She didn't say, girl, let me, let me give you advice. No, she said, we're going to do this challenge. And we did it and we spoke about it. It was great. And to this day, I thank you for that. You are welcome. And that challenge, shout out to my cousin. Um, she, shout her out. What's it, cousin, what's your name? Cousin, the vegan chef, Ash, okay? Get in tune, for sure. Like, when I got that, and it was a, mainly about accountability, too, um, because you did mention, like, every day, 21 days, you get it. And the first day, like, yeah, sure, everybody's ready to sign up. But um, the way she also constructed it was that we were in a group, and we had to, like, check in by a certain time. And it's like yeah deadlines everybody hates them but this was a deadline for you like you have to every day dedicate time for yourself and that was so important and it did help us with abundance like learning like it had us cleaning out everything as far as what we're not even noticing matters so much in our life and who was there for us like that after that I was totally I'm not even gonna lie to you I was in a different space as well and and that's why I say self-worth is also like something that's constant like it's you can never have enough self-worth like it just keeps going because that helped me too and I know people look at me and say like oh you're good you're always happy you're smiling and part of that is being able to give back to people that I love you know like I'm not giving you advice I'm giving you tools to like help you because I've definitely been through it like relationship I had the worst relationship ever like (laughs) uh, everything that you could think about happened in that relationship and I was young so I have Royce as you know I was 19 years old when I had him the same week I graduated high school (laughs) and I had a scholarship I knew my mother was gonna beat me up (laughs) but even that like I think like I said the people around you and the support you know it's different being grounded is important and that's that was a part of the challenge like you said like just sitting with yourself because some people can't even sit with themselves quietly like it's crazy that's the good thing about COVID I think if there's a good side of it I think it taught a lot of people how to live with who you live in with in your house or kick them out um (laughs) or it just taught you how to kind of just deal with yourself without having that routine right like you had to learn there was no running. Uh-uh, there's curfew. You can't go outside. Like you got it, it was so much restrictions that you had to learn to just be restricted to yourself. And, and I love it. those voids. What's those voids? Try to fix them. Yeah. Um, so personally, too. So that relationship was really crazy. And I think like as we're talking, I'm trying to find the voids. And it's crazy. I have brainwashed myself to the extent of I don't even see a void. Because if it's a void there, I'm gonna fix it. All right, let me give a warriors another insight on this beautiful girl. How we met was our sons was in the same class and they are still best friends to this day. Shout out to Royce. Since they were one. Royce and Carter, um, which is my youngest, were best friends. And I know that you said that you had Royce very young and she had a scholarship. You were going to school to be a doctor, pediatric doctor. That didn't stop her, guys. She was like, all right, well, I have to put that on pause. But I can't really say that you filled your void, you know, of feeling that emptiness from not being able to do that. What I learned about her is that she has so much drive for better. So she did the modeling. And now she was just like, all right, I'm a little bored with that. I'm going to do, I think she did rapping too. <laughs> like she, oh, rapper, yes. she came out with music. 
And then she did, um, I'm going to teach myself how to do nails. And now she's a nail tech. She's a travel nail tech. Now you're currently in school and you'll be done. Tell the warriors. So that's to tell you that no baby, no nothing can stop you. Okay. You have to have that drive and don't fill it with anything else but determination. Okay. I was in class and I'm failing because the class is talking about what I'm going through. Hello. And I'm fail- I'm like, how could you fail me when I'm going through this right now? Oh um, but you know, like I turned it around. And another thing I will say, I'm always open. They're gonna look at me and tell me that I was wrong for doing that. But I'm gonna talk to a trusted person. That's very important. But oh, yeah. I, someone I trust that will look at me and loves me and will tell me what you know they they think and they see of the situation. I'm I'm always open to the criticism, and I think that helps me a lot because it doesn't give me time to stop and try to fill and make up a an illusion because that's what you do you build this idea of yourself and some people start to believe that i did you believe that okay i'm good because you putting on good every day but you don't feel like that and i'm also very cautious with my energy like you can love me and i can love you but guess what you're gonna stay right <laughs> over there if you're not feeding what i need to do right now you know, mm-hmm. like if you're not good for what I'm trying to do, because I am mm-hmm. so driven and I'm a Capricorn. That's a part of my trait, I guess. But when I get in a way, I start working. And that's what it is, too. Like, um, so it is fixing the void because I learned that building myself up, which is why I never stopped with school. Um, I did take a break. I was working, but I was still on go. I actually made sure that I finished in a time that I was supposed to finish. Regardless, I was working full time. I went to work nine to five and then went to school from five to 10 wow. every day and went home to my son and people would be in class and they're like, oh, I can't do the work. I work part time. And I'm looking at them like, wait, you know, like I never stopped to realize what I was doing was a lot. Yeah. And it was just because I was just so focused and so bent on my goals. Like, yeah, I feel like this, but the only way I can feel better is if I keep making myself better. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care what anybody says, like eating healthy, working out, like that's not just about looks. Like you feel so good when you're putting time and energy into yourself. Now I don't shop when I'm upset. I go to the gym and even if it's 30 minutes, I walk out of there smiling and happy because I'm working on me. You know, I'll read a book. I buy books all the time now too, that are just forcing me to every day think and talk to myself you know, so whatever like guides you, whatever you can find that's like even journaling, some people that works for me, I like to talk. So <laughs> I'm gonna call Chevy. Like, hey, girl. <laughs> um, Anytime. I love that you said forever, because it's okay to have that feeling, but put a limit on it. Set your timer. Alexa, set timer. I'm so proud of you. And I, I want to say that I salute you for that because that takes a lot. And not a lot of people have that drive and that determination. Some of us have to really face ourselves, our reflection. Some of us have to hit rock bottom for us to develop the drive and determination for the fixing process. And I did. That's what it was. My ex used to pick me up from school every day. It was sweet, but I had a ride. And then there were times like I would, we would fight and we would break up or whatever. And I had to take the train. And I'm not going to lie to you. There were times I'm looking at those tracks like, wow, maybe y'all are better for me than this life that I'm living right now. You know, like I had those moments be crying. Like I worked a full day. I went to school full time. I'm taking the hardest classes, but I'm on the train on my way home to get my son, put him to bed, you know, 
And in those times, you know, sometimes I would think I'm like, wow, maybe if I call him and just try to smooth it out, I'll get the ride. You know, like you try to feel it like, all right, maybe I can make up for it. But it's like, no, I had to just keep going. And and that's where that was built. You know, like those train rides by myself thinking about what's the better option for me is what driven like it drove me to that point. And I think we did have a conversation once about like um, seeing your ex or whatever, you know, like how how can you see them? And there's no you know, and it was like that's where we got to this. It wasn't filled. It wasn't me acting like I was over it. I literally had to know that I, and I had to identify it first. Like you have to live with yourself regardless of who you're with. When you fix things, you change who you're attracted to and what you like and who you want to be around. Like you said, like friends, I'm like, oh my God, that's my best friend. Now I'm like, hmm. And that's what I've done constantly. I know that too. Like I fix those voids. And like you said, you cover that up. Guess what? It's a little bit higher. So now I'm not accepting this and I'm not accepting that, like even the simplest of things. And like you said, you know, I gave you, I didn't give you advice alone. I gave you tools. Like I want to build you up just as I'm building up. And I think that's another thing, like having people that just want you want to see you grow, like genuinely want the best for you. And I think that's why you even receive, because we were close because our kids were close, but our relationship is so deep. People would probably be like, what? Like, that can't be it. Like, yeah. <laughs> they see it, they're like, are you my sisters? Like, they yeah. can really see our connection is deeper than that. And it's solely because I'm not interested in changing you. I'm interested in you changing you. You know, like. I love you, that. Can you say that again for the Warriors to I'm hear that? I'm not interested in changing you. I'm interested in you changing you. I love it. Get you a friend that's not interested in changing you. But that's interested in you changing you. Right. Yes, sis. Yeah, because only you know what's good for you. And that's what we don't realize. Because like our parents, we grow up, our parents are telling us this. Our teachers are telling us that. Like we're raised to listen to people. And even with my son, because that's important too. And on the topic of self-worth, like I can take classes that'll teach me to be a better person too. Like, so I'm a sociology major. And in that we take classes. I took a family health course and- it was just about the root of communication is self-worth and self-confidence. So even in building that in our kids, like in our children, for sure, they are so confident, like they know who they are. And it's because we're teaching them that, you know, so yeah. even Royce with his decisions and I ask him how he feels about things. And I'm not a link in him being who he needs to be, not who I want him to be. Cause what do I know? <laughs> like, that's very important. Even as parents, like the parents that are listening, like make sure your child knows their worth from young. Because me knowing my worth from forever, like that would have changed everything in my relationships and what I dealt with. I was in a relationship for years that was not feeding my self-worth. That wasn't lifting me to the place I needed to be. And I filled it. I was happy. I was smiling. Everybody on the outside, oh my God, you guys are so cute. And it used to drive me crazy because I'm like, wow, y'all don't even know (laughs) what I'm going through. And that felt way more lonely than being alone quote unquote you know like it's lonely being with something that's not feeding you versus by yourself which you chills because you are speaking to the soul i know girl i know i saw chevy's doing a podcast i said no i smiled so bright i reposted it immediately i didn't care what was on the page i didn't even finish reading it i'm like no get this out there because that's it like sharing your story you you are so strong you would talk to me and I'm like how could you feel this way do you know who you are like do you know what you've been through every time you told me something I'm like no you're lying I'm like (laughs) 
this can't be true but sharing your story i know makes you feel so much better like you're gonna only help people you're only gonna encourage people like i know you say i helped you so much but seeing you do this is like oh my gosh like superhero level like it's amazing (laughs) and i truly mean that so that's why like i'm here for it i watch it i like everything scroll down because it's dope to see that and I know that um telling your story helps other people you know them being able to relate to you because those are secrets you know those are things that nobody ever wants to talk about they just want to smile and be happy and know me if anybody talks to me they know I'm like I'll tell you all my business by accident but just because I know what the purpose is you know like (laughs) I'm just trying to get you to see that this is not all it is, you know, it's not all glow and happy Satricia. It's like, nah, I've been there, but I had to get through it. And that's how we connected. Our roots were connected through what we experienced, especially in our relationships. And it was just like, oh my gosh, sis. And I remember you telling me like, no, not you. I was like, yes, me. I did this. I've been through that. Da, 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 da. And you were like, no, I did this. And I was just like, you're my sister for real. We're forced to wear this shield and not even forced. We have to. We have to get these kids ready, get them cute and clean and get ourselves presentable. We always look good. You know us. But yeah. Sometimes we don't feel that way. And and that's why it's really important, like you said, to just take off all of the coverings. And, yeah. And yeah. stay with yourself. It's important. Yeah. I want to touch back on something that you mentioned that I really love um, about your children teaching them self-worth. So that's one of my questions. Are we born to learn that or is that something we develop? I think that it's, it's how we're raised, you know, like our upbringing. So... Perfect answer. I can think about our childhood, you know, and how people were teaching us to love and our examples of love that we saw, because, you know, as single mothers, we even have to think about that. Like our children are now seeing a version of love. Like they're only going to know mom and dad love based on what we show them. So as far as self-worth and self-confidence, like one example in the book, it was on a test, so I definitely remember it, but (laughs) it was um, how you respond to a child when they drop something and break something. So some parents would be like, oh my gosh, what did you do? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and there's another approach where you can say, let's fix it together. You know, like let's clean it up together. You still give them that responsibility. Like, yeah, you let them know you shouldn't have done it, but you're also way more calm in your approach you're showing them that they're not a bad child they just messed up but guess what you can fix this and so like all those little things are issues that you know like our parents might have said oh what's wrong with you stay still be still be quiet you know like all of those things trained us they made us feel like we can't talk when we need to talk and they they numbed us so when you're now raising your own children, you have to think about that and just like show them tools and let him know that, like I personally let Royce know that he can fix himself. He gets upset sometimes, so upset. And I'm like, Royce, you're in control. Like you may not feel like it, but you can control how you're feeling right now. And as he talks back to me now, I'm listening and I'm like, you getting it, you know? Like, yeah, no, trust me, guys. We we have to have Royce as a guest because he's an yeah, old Royce, man oh at heart. Like he, he is, you would think he's 30, guys. He's what, seven and he's um, OMG. But yes, you know, one thing that I notice when you do, give the positive with the negative okay when teaching your child things that negative will always outweigh 
Like, I will always remember people telling me, you're such a pretty little girl. You're such a beautiful little girl. But then I do remember the negative things that was said about me as a child. And that's what I became. Like, I don't know anything else but what people said. And I believe that that's me for years. Like, it's really hard to come out of that. And then now you meet yourself in a relationship with someone that gives you a little positive, but then gives you that negative too. And then the things that he's telling me in my relationship, I believe that for years that I was that girl. I was this, you know, I didn't have all these values that he probably felt within himself, but put on me. You know what I'm saying? So it's really, really important that self-worth is a root. You have to really, as your child grows, it takes more than just saying, honey, you're beautiful. That that's not what your child needs. You really have to really pour the great characteristics and tell them that they can do it all. And it reminds me of my youngest Carter because he started off with everything ninja and still to this day, like he's a ninja. But he is like all over the place. Hi ya, jump kicking, knocking down everything you can think of in your home because he's a ninja. And It used to drive me up the walls, but I realized that when I would yell at him and I would tell him like, sit down and stop, stop that ninja stuff. It just, it didn't help. So I decided to become a ninja with him. Yes. I'm ninja trained guys. I'm black belt trained by my son, Carter. And, (laughs) and I decided to become a ninja with him. And I know that like more and more yesterday we did arts and craft and we made a ninja shell out of paper. Like we watched the YouTube and we do like these little things, but guess what? It makes him, you know what he tells people? I can be whatever I want to be. And I'm a ninja on the side, but I'm really going to be a firefighter. And I was like, oh, yes, amen. It's transforming. <laughs> you know, he's getting older. But I didn't knock him. And I embraced and I encouraged, but it just taught him he can be whatever. Emmanuel's like, he started with the president. Now he wants to be a detective. Cassidy, she's just everything. She's the singer, the dancer. She's just, she's going to inspire. She's going to take over Woman of Reflection, guys. So I love that you say that. And it's a different when you pour into your kids even I'm not saying to spoil them and to treat them wrong you have to teach them correctly and just learn how to be more patient in your talking just teach them in love so that that helps build their characteristic of who they are and who they'll become right and again so like as far as fixing voids go I think transparency key honesty key and I'm not talking about with other people I'm talking about with self like literally looking into yourself like I've wrote written because they always say to write down your thoughts and I literally write down how I feel and I don't care I'm not judging oh yeah whoever no, I'm like this no, I'm I'm sad. yes it's bad <laughs> for me but guess what I'm writing it down and I do it and that's one thing too like I'll tell my friends I'm like listen I'm gonna give you advice but trust me I'm not really listening to my advice I will be honest with you. (laughs) I'm trying though. You know, you stop trying and you just do it. Um, Because why, why not? Like, look look at this. It's just constant. Like the nail tech, I don't, there's just so many things that I want to do. And I never tell myself I can't do it. That's what it is. Like I I made it through so much. I can make it through whatever else. (laughs) So in our closing, um, 
I want to give tips on how we can start fixing the void because that's the goal. All right. When you do the work with yourself, realize why you felt that you need that person. You will now see what it is that you need for yourself. And trust me, the next person that comes will be the right person because you're comfortable and you know you can do better. You have, you know, the qualification to do better. Leave that job. Come out of it. Step out. Walk by faith. It's there. That next job, that job that you're walking into is where you need to be. So I want to give encouragement on how to fix it. And I like to lead by example because I don't give advice that I haven't really used for myself. So for me, I'm a writer. I love to write. And in my reflection, doing the challenge, it was writing assignments. So that helped me. That's one. And then I went back and read things that I wrote about the void and the feelings and the emotions that I wrote from 2011. And we're in 2020, guys. I read all my writing in my bad days, in my relationships, things that in my family. So that's where the reflection comes from, Women of Reflection. And I had to sit with my writing being my reflection of the void and the bitterness and the evilness in me. I encourage you to find your reflection, whether it's to take a mirror, look at it. You can do it. Okay. Sit with yourself. Give that quiet time. Those are my tips. Do you have any tips, sis, to tell the warriors? I have tips. I know what works Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I've done it too, right? Um, Tell yourself that you're done. You're your complete self. You're your happy self. You are whatever you're trying to do. Put those words on yourself. Don't tell yourself you're sad. You're broken. No. That's what you're perceiving, you know, like that's the the negative mindset that you're using, but uplift yourself. And I would tell myself on the worst days, today's going to be a great day. And people will be like, it's seven o'clock in the morning. How you know that? And I'll be like, it's going to be a great day. And I say that naturally now, like people ask me how you do. I'm like, I'm great. I'm marvelous. They're like, wow, like what? (laughs) They're always taken aback, but I genuinely feel that way. And it's because I told myself that like brainwash yourself with positivity, you know, fill that void. No, fix that void. Fixing the void is a diet, guys. I said to my friend the other day, um, thank you. Because I finally get to understand who I am and I love me. I've never loved me this much. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know the things that I like about myself or the things that I actually enjoy doing. I'm so in love with me that I wish the best for everyone and I want to see everyone. So I'm happy. And because I'm happy, I can give happiness to everyone, you know? And that's what I get from, I'm lighter. I'm telling you, it was like a, the best diet to nope. fix the void. Because the only way to feel better is to deal with the voids you carry in your heart and soul. For this new year, 2021, we are in this personal growth challenge and we are doing the work to continue to encourage everyone that fixing is better than feeling. Right. And I have one more thing. I think you need to be, like you said, patient with yourself, but also allow yourself the chance to slip up. It's okay. Yeah. yeah, you do it today, tomorrow, you mess up again. But guess what? You're still great. You're still you. You're still lovable, happy, proud. Like, I'm proud of you. I don't even know you and I'm proud of you, you know. Um, so be proud of yourself. I think that's very important to give yourself that leeway because we all make mistakes and we'll continue to. We are human. <laughs> so yes. just give yourself that space and know that you're on the path of growth and that's it. Like, nothing else matters. So, Warriors, you heard it first from my sis, the nail tech, the doctor. She's everything, guys. I'm so proud of her because
because fixing takes work. It's not easy. And I just thank you for joining us on this topic to encourage everyone that it takes time, but it's worth it. You know, self-work. I'm so honored to be here. And I'm going to say that over and over again. This is an honor for me. I don't care how you feel. (laughs) I feel like I just talked to the new Oprah. It's over. (laughs) That's an honor. I love you, sis. And I appreciate you. Warriors, stay tuned to the next episode of Women of Reflection.